Well, Hello and welcome. Uh, yo. Hello and welcome to another episode of Crystal Myth Podcast with myself, Leslie Anderson, and we have Mark Dornan as always. I'm here too, it is true. Yeah, and this week we're covering a civilization that I'd never heard of until Mark mentioned it last week. In fact, I had to be reminded of it several times. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I um, yeah, what is it again, Mark? <laughs> the Indus Valley culture. The Indus Valley civilization. And really, really fascinating. Um, like, they were around as long as the Egyptians. Maybe not as long as that. Near, well, they just... It's difficult to say exactly, but what about two around about two thousand years? Mm, something like that, but there's a lot that they don't know about them. They like, they don't know their language. They they haven't I heard. Say, I think like right, right off the bat, they're so the mysterious. They're just having to fill in the gaps of what we already know from other cultures, which I'll get to, but I don't buy it. Like there's loads of things that uh, we can come we can talk about that I just don't I don't really agree with. But then again, that's just my opinion against theirs. There's no real evidence for it. Nobody actually has any evidence for it. I wonder if it's any of the stuff. Some of the stuff I came across, um, although it was very, it was really frustrating. I was trying to look at things that linked to the course that I did at uni that these were on or that this society was society. Yes, society was in, but that um had cut sort of been had been worked on and developed since I've been at uni and quite a lot of it you had to pay to read or listen to it I was like no I'm not what why I don't know I was like no because they want to keep us ignorant that's why they don't want to give us free education but some of the stuff I listened to was reject like exactly what you're saying like some of the big ideas on it were rejecting that and I was like yes I agree with you random one woman (laughs) (laughs) that's written one paper but you're right Wikipedia says that they were part of a Bronze Age civilization in the northwestern regions of South Asia. So they're saying like Pakistan area, Afghanistan area, into some areas of India, modern like modern India, that lasted from 3300 BCE. What does the E stand for in BCE? Era. Ah, okay. To 1300 BCE. And it's mature from 2600 BCE to 1900 BCE, whatever that means. I don't know. Anyway, throw back to our last episode. You know, this is a bit random, but you know how we were talking about what I would call my secret society? I yes. think a better name for my society would be the Legion of Leslie's. Um, the Legion of Leslie's does yeah. sound much more evil. Yeah, what? It, it sounds, sounds evil. much more evil. No, <laughs> we're not evil. <laughs> <laughs> the Legion. Murdered all those Leslie Anns in that terrible genocide. Yeah, that's true. We don't want any of those people in our, <laughs> in our society. Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Back to the Indo Valley civilization. What are your initial overall thoughts about them? Basically, what you were saying about how interesting they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. just when I, I first learned about them in uni. I feel like my main thoughts were... One, how did it come across in... Wait, wait, sorry, how did you come across them in uni? Did someone bring it up or was it part of a topic? That... No, it was part of... So we did these two sets of courses that were about like the development of 
no, we didn't. We did three, but they were about the development of like basically where Abrahamic religions came from, like pre-Abrahamic religions, and then um, sort of pre what would be like modern pagan religions, and then pre sort of Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, Jainism, and obviously mm, right. was when you're mentioning in those areas. the Sikhism, Jainism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. A lot when I'm reading through the facts about or what they found out about this society, okay, it's located in the area where Hinduism and Buddhism developed and came to be, but I don't buy that they were into any of that. No, I don't think they were. I think they're trying, um, think they're trying to say that they probably were. There's links that this this is the article by the woman that I was reading that I was like, this is, <laughs> I agree with her, so I'm glad that we both agree. There's like links between the the gods, I'm using inverted commas and nobody can see them, of the Indus Valley and then like the gods of Hinduism. So they think that as the Indus Valley like began to sort of collapse and not exist anymore, people kind of picked up some of their practices, but like massively bastardized them. And then they turned into the modern religions we've got now. So Right. Get this, Mark. I would argue, this is my argument, this is why I really want to hang out with these people, is that from what I've read about them, they don't have any kings, they don't have any leaders, they don't have any like weapons, they don't have any war, they seem very peaceful. Therefore, I've come to the conclusion that they don't have a religion because that would imply authoritarianism, authoritarian dogma at some point or some sort of leader. Because they had the kind of like set, not like sections in society the way we'd normally mean that because they weren't like top tier, bottom tier, because they had like their groupings in society. So you were like from families that did like this, families that did that and so on. But then you could break out of that if you were a philosopher or artist. And that paper that was written by that woman, she was basically saying that in her opinion, and again, I agree with her. I think she's a really spot on like um, anthropologists, sociologists, theologian, all of it. Okay. Like she was saying that she thinks that the reason that they have all these great sculptures that were then like sort of taken on and turned into like Hindu gods is it's not because they were gods. It's because it was like because the philosophers and the artists were so revered and you could break away from your family if you were really good at art or philosophy. She was like, basically, it was just like street art, like people would if you were a really good artist, you would go and make street art and yeah. then would be like, oh, that's fucking nice. Yeah, well, that's because that's another thing. They were very highly skilled in arts and crafts, and there was a famous um, sculpture of a dancing girl, and she's got loads of bangles on, and she's quite like thin limbed and like very beautifully formed. And this is way before the Greeks, and they were like, "This is impossible. How can a civilization like this create a statue like that?" And they say that that maybe inspired the Greeks to have their statues and things like that or influenced them. But I don't think they have a religion. I don't think that I, Mike, I could be wrong, but I don't think they have a religion. It seems to me like they live in a utopia where everyone gets along and nobody has any particularly like what really fascinated me was that the way that they built their cities was in a grid system and all the bricks were uniform. And most of the houses, pretty much all the houses, had several stories with their own bathroom and flushing toilet. Yeah. A flushing toilet in the Bronze Age. A f- what? I know. And they've got like their own, they were highly into sanitation and, and being clean, which again is like 
Even like, did you read about the shower houses instead of bath houses? No, I didn't read about them. Tell us about that. Obviously, because showering is more hygienic than having a bath. Yeah. These people are amazing. I want to go back in time and and hang out with them. I really do. (laughs) They obviously, I mean, I'm saying they obviously couldn't perfect the plumbing to have showers. Again, as Mm. you said, they built indoor flushing toilets and sinks. But they had, like, natural, um, like, the, the way they made the bricks, it was, like, so that they had air natural air conditioning and everything like what the fuck okay yeah showers tell me people in one of the sections of society like some of them <laughs> would open up these shower houses and basically you could like go in the morning so say like you know people in other societies would go to the bathhouses in the morning yeah or you mm-hmm. could go there in the evening so whatever mm-hmm. right you're going there in the morning you're going there in the evening before you go and do mm-hmm. your day stuff and then after you got out of the bathhouse you could go to the shower house and basically mm-hmm. like the families that owned it they built it so it was like two floor, like two stories, and you would get undressed and stand on the bottom, the ground floor. Yeah, so they use above gravity. Above the drain, and uh-huh. then they would stand above you and basically like slowly trickle slightly warmed water onto you, and then oh. stop, and you would like lather up, and then they would pour it onto you again until oh, you stop being lathered. Heaven. And then you would like <laughs> give them a quid and carry on with your day. Yes, I actually love these people so much. Like. I, I, it almost just seems unreal. I feel like it's like <laughs> the Flintstones. Pray, <laughs> it, it kind of is. Only so much better. Uh, like there, there's a great bath of Indus Valley civilization. Have you seen the picture of it? Uh, I don't it's, think I have. Right, I, I will post it on our our show notes or Facebook page or whatever. But it, it's just like I was saying to my partner that. It reminds me of like a massive like council baths, like the Dolan, like our and where we live, well where I live in East Kilbride, there's the Dolan baths. So a huge big Olympic sized swimming pool. Except I think in their times any cunt could use it. I don't think they would charge them. No, I, like everything so was It's amazing. Bodies. Even like I love that as well, like they're great gardens oh. and they're great again, like areas where sculptures were displayed and things like that. Everything was deliberately built to be open so that there was no way for anybody to claim ownership of it. Like everything. Yeah. It's an egalitarian society. Socialists. Yes. Heaven. Heaven on earth, basically. I think, Here's again, that's maybe why they're not so well known because, because exactly that, because they were a massive successful socialist society that. It was a bath that they, they was. Oh. Was like this, right. It's, it's actually mental. It's, so this is like a communal. So they, they, they were so like into teamwork and and being looking after each other they had a team bath every day (laughs) an actual city team bath like is so it was a 11 by 7 meters and it had a depth of around 2.5 meters which is fine it two wide staircases from north and south that served as the entry to the pool as you can see the, a hole was also found at the end of the bath, like a fucking giant plug hole, um, that would have been used to drain water in and out. The floor and the walls of the pool were watertight due to finely fitted bricks and the mud laid with gypsum plaster. The sides and the floor of the pool were covered with a thick wear, layer of waterproof tar. They're debating that they don't see... Nobody knows what the purpose of this bath was. My theory is it's just a team bath. Like, is there for people to use or if they want to go swimming or whatever. Yeah. But most scholars, our scholars are saying it was built for religious purposes. I don't buy it. I don't buy that. Um, They're saying it, that it would be a 
ritual which practice today in India. They're comparing it to modern religions, which I just don't think you can do with these I people. I agree. The stuff that I read that was saying it was a religious, they were like, because if you look at like areas in like America <laughs> and stuff like that, where they have these big Christian churches that do mass baptism ceremonies. And I was like, but why would. Yeah. What, I generally just think. Why would the society like 6,000 years ago have something exactly the same as a like offshoot of an offshoot of a religion now like that doesn't that there's no connection there no. i agree with you it makes more sense just to assume it's a public pool and especially because they did have public gardens and public galleries and everything yeah. was public everything was just for everyone to use freely they also had they also um invented step wells i'm like what's a step well i don't really know what that is and then i looked it up and it was just like a like their own private bath jacuzzis that they had in their houses that you could use <laughs> like that you'd get steps going down into it and you could have they had their own water wells that they could draw from the um, image that you just sent me by the way with the yeah. um, different carvings they did the yeah. and i was going to bring this up the anyway, girls in the middle the bird and that's not me being a, a misogynist the literal bird with its yeah, bats yeah. out that's one of my favorites i saw so many of that i found one where it was like the bird with their bats out but she's um <laughs> making like a surprised face and one of her bats is covered because she's holding a loaf in front of it <laughs> she's great i don't know what bat bird's chat is but she's brilliant and it's so different the styles like the dancing girl and then they've got like these weird ones where they're sort of women bird things and then they've got like they've got seals as well, not as in like the animal, as in they've to me they've invented branding, like brands. So like even wait, the trade, again, the people that, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> like, oh, the people <laughs> yeah. that argued that they are religious because they had the large versions of them, and then there was lots of smaller ones found in homes. But mm. then that woman whose paper I was reading was saying, well realistically though if artists were really appreciated and that exactly what you're saying it was branding so like that was the artist style like you went to the women that did the titty birds because yeah. you love them so you yeah, get it's, like going to, it's going to like you know what is it jewelers or places that sell those ladro um statues or the women you know the porcelain yeah statues of ladies with parasols Maybe just be the equivalent of that, you know, like sculptures that you would get. Yeah, instead of being like, like oh, fucking... I'm going to get the one with the parasol, or well, yeah. Auntie Susan has the one that's knitting. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to get the bird with its baps out that's holding a loaf. And you're like, oh, I'm getting the bird with its baps out that's got a wee tree on its head. Like, yeah, like little hummels that people people collect. It's, it's probably similar to that, you know. If, if they've got, like, sophisticated houses, they've got several stories, there's no divide between rich and poor everyone's wealth is the same they all just want to express themselves in different ways by having different potteries and and different statues on their on their um shelves i like to imagine everyone. that's probably how they express like in star trek i'm going back to star trek here <laughs> like nobody has nobody has like there's not any money being they don't have a concept of money so therefore they're not working for anything they're just working for the pleasure of whatever they like to do about how because they're not really like spending money like how they brought most of the wealth into their cities trade it was just trade they had a dock where they they had boats they had flat bottom boats and that's why i was saying that they have all these different stamps seals 
with different um, writing on it and then there's an animal stamped in them they're little square things that were put on their whatever they were trading whatever the hell it was like you know the, the equivalent of say one of the things they had like massive trade in was the like the whole area was full <laughs> of lapis lazuli but they don't oh, wow. have it in any of their buildings any of their sculptures or yeah. anything because it was so valued that yeah exactly that they made the little stamps for it and they shipped yeah. it out to everybody else in the world to basically bring in wealth Egypt, into their it said Mesopotamia and Egypt yeah and they use wheel transport and they use seals to use identify markers on goods and clay tablets and they invented buttons apparently well maybe they didn't invent buttons but they used buttons I mean, they found buttons with holes in them so that it could be thread and they've got little animals stamped on them as well like horses and elephants which (laughs) they love dice games they love dungeons and dragons (laughs) well imagine the equivalent of dungeons and dragons (laughs) i like that they had little play sets though so like yeah they had their like four cultures and society out with their artists and philosophers that all did they're like if you're from like this part of the city you'll do this job and if you're from this part of the city you'll do this job which again is basically just how cities work so basically like Star Trek? So you're talking yeah. society? As it it's like a futuristic city, but it's in the past. Um, yeah. I feel like I just want to keep jumping because so much stuff impresses me about them, but I'll stick oh, with the sets for just now. Yeah. But they found that like in houses that they excavated that had had children, they had like little. So like if you were from the sort of bit of the city where there was, where you had kind of like the shops that people would come and visit, but they had like little like mini bakers play sets for kids and like. Little oh, that's like you know, you get wee mini kitchen sets for kids and little yeah. mini like construction play sets for kids. Like Lego. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cute. Yeah, because like my niece has got a mini kitchen and she loves to play with the artificial food and everything and that. It's the same thing. And I, I read that they had like, like if you live in the part or if you live in the outskirts of the city where everybody does the sort of farming stuff and then you're bringing your kid in to drop stuff off at the sort of market area and you stop at the wee cafe to have like a cup of tea and then you can go to the toy shop and get them their own little toy cafe but it's like <laughs> five thousand years ago yeah it's nuts they were saying in one of the seals that um they found they were trying to compare it with the god shiva hindu god shiva but I, again i don't buy it they don't know that they're just they're just trying to fit pieces in to what yeah. they don't understand they um because they all had like animals and things but that to me is just like you know people love animals don't they i mean even today everything's like the meerkat with compared to meerkat and all that shit like most adverts have animals in them but also as you say like all the figures are quite different so some of them Mm. aren't anything to do with animals at all and then some of them are like really clearly like there's lots of the ones with um like bulls and cows and oxen yeah buffalo horns statue of a bull or a cow or an ox Mm. But then there's like the ones, like there's quite a lot of statues that are like a, a tree growing out of a two-headed goat. See, I think they're quite in tune with nature as well. Like they love animals, they love nature. They're peace-loving people. They didn't have any weapons on them. Anything sharp was just for like making things. I'm just really fucking surprised no one invaded them. They had. No, I don't know what kind of pets they had. But I imagine it would probably be like, well, they had dogs. I know that. They did, yeah, which is, I think, like, domesticated dogs back then was, like, really uncommon, but they, they had dogs. Have they put them on their buttons. <laughs> yeah, and we had, like, collars and leads for them. Wow. Uh, they had domesticated cats. Boxing. Yeah, domesticated boxing. 
domesticated camels and some of the families that lived in the like larger areas of the uh, cities had domesticated elephants. Yeah, I know. I could see there's there's a, there's um one of their little brand things, and it has. I and and I'm really impressed by how well carved this elephant is because sometimes you know you see medieval tapestries and they've got no fucking idea how to draw an elephant, never even a cat, <laughs> a camel. <laughs> but that elephant, you can tell this is an actual elephant. And it's got. It looks like it's got a saddle on it, as if you know they ride it about. It's nuts. Another thing that I really liked with um, you talking about like how impressive the buildings and all that were was mm-hmm. that they had like the bits. So the area again, like all the different cities, because it was such a big empire. Obviously, they had loads of cities, but all the cities seemed to be set out in the same way with these like four quadrants for the four different work types. Mm-hmm. And the bit of the city that was for people that were like sort of planners and that <laughs> i'm just gonna go with planners and that yeah. like they're okay. in charge of planning out basically that was it like you're in charge of planning out how to expand the city you're in charge of planning out roads mm. you're in charge of planning out transportation and things like that they all lived in flats again like it's like <laughs> new york or glasgow or something so they had like multi-story flats with indoor plumbing this is nuts i just and and it's saying that, that they were way ahead of their time with their sewage and their plumbing and everything. So much so that it was still like even today, um, there is not as like in places in India and Pakistan ha- don't have the, the sophisticated plumbing that they did five years ago. They had dense cluster of multi-story, like you're saying, non-residential buildings, homes that were constructed using uniformly. Uh, size baked bricks some homes were in a special orientation to catch the wind and provide natural form of air conditioning they even thought of that they even had their own version of flushing toilets the high priority on hygiene one of the cities called Harappa and Mohenjo-Daro uh, they, could, they were connected to a centralised drainage system to carry waste and water with the help of gravity which was a system that wasn't really put in place until the 18th century in the Western world. The ancient Indus sewage and drainage system that were used throughout the Indus region were leagues ahead of any contemporary urban city in the Middle East, and it's also believed that their drainage system was more efficient than those in many areas today of India and Pakistan. That's a disgrace. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's both a disgrace and amazing. Yeah. Is it's like a disgrace if you were like, oh, the way that worked in some areas 300 years ago is better than yeah. some places in India and Pakistan now, but also it's amazing when you're talking 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, and Another thing that I really liked about them is yeah. that, um, again, to compare them to other civilizations that we do tend to know more about and that they teach in schools and stuff, uh, yeah. one of the things I was reading is that all evidence points towards, so like other ancient civilizations like um, Mesopotamia, yeah. ancient Egypt, whatever, um, yeah. would basically wiped out the existence of nomadic peoples in their land there weren't nomadic peoples anymore they like killed them or enslaved them but for that the entire Indus Valley like basically all of the area that they encompassed there was still nomadic people moving about in it and they just went about Mm. their business and basically like if they happened to wander into one of the cities they just like everybody else had access to the baths access to the areas where you could pick up your food and things access to like beautiful outdoor gardens and things like that why were they not conquered sooner than like 
or was it just they were just so fucking nice and it was so pleasant that you know if you go there as a trader or tourist you're just like no we need to keep this place because it's it's just amazing and they're so welcoming and they're (laughs) like it's the best but they were multicultural to begin with because so i don't know if you read this because quite a lot of the stuff i read which doesn't match up with what i looked at at uni and to be fair there's other articles in Mm that support what I learned at uni but loads of stuff I was reading were like nobody knows where it came from or where the original peoples came from but that's not true and it ties in with what you're saying about um lack of religion because what happened was there was like several different wee tribes round about the Indus Valley area that didn't really practice any kind of faith and were just very like into like you say the land and being harmonious with nature and so on mm-hmm. and then there were again not nomadic peoples but they ended up being nomadic so there was like groups of people from the middle east who weren't who didn't follow like the sort of ancient paganistic middle eastern gods and also didn't follow zoroastrianism so those two groups that didn't agree with the faiths of their peoples kind of joined together into a wee group and they became nomadic and then they eventually settled down in the indus valley because the people in the wee tribes there were so sound and then that's where the yeah. original people came from that built the whole society. It was like a mixture of yeah, Middle Eastern pagans, Zoroastrians. Just, and... It just proves that if you have a mix of multicultural people all and working together harmoniously, then you get a rich culture and a more peaceful culture because there's no like dividing what binary sides. Yeah, you know? they're more interested in, again, public art and building... Yeah. like shoot toys for kids than weapons like as saying, but the fact that they have no like for it to be so massive like the area that it covered is and there's no dedicated huge and they didn't have a single weapon anywhere no, no weapons no murders no no signs of sacrificial altars nothing like or that prisons. they didn't have any prisons oh no. fucking hell <laughs> that's amazing what this place it just doesn't seem real like yeah but then again like they have no prisons but it's like you know somebody's kicking off you're like Leroy you seem a bit angry go and have one of the free pears from the market yeah in the sculpture garden and just like why don't you go have a wee um, team bath and have a think about your life (laughs) why don't you go down to Sylvia's shower shop and have a shower she'll sing you a wee song that'd be nice (laughs) that'd be lovely yeah, it does just seem so. I agree with you. I want to travel back in time and just like go on holiday it. there. It just I seems know. like the most I'd love amazing to place about, that's ever existed. But then what happened to them? Obviously, something happened to. Did you? Oh, so did you? Did you read more than one theory of why they don't exist anymore? Yeah, and the one that annoyed me the most was that fucking aliens came and ruined it. The Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis came and invaded. Or what they called the Indo-Europeans came in and fucked it all up. But another one was like global warming or some change their environment so they couldn't get their water supply. So they just moved away. That was one of them. I feel like I struggle with both of those, though, because the one about them being invaded, everything I read said there because is Because they no... don't have any weapons or what, it would be easy. Well, that's the thing, them. like, everything I read said there is no actual evidence that they were ever invaded. It's just that people assume they were invaded because they don't have any weapons, which, again, I feel is, like, anti-socialist propaganda. Because mm. it's like, there is no anthropological, archaeological, anything, evidence that they were ever invaded. The timelines It's, it's weird up. because they were trading a long time with these other civilizations that were quite violent so 
yeah. why did they why did the Egyptians not think to conquer them or Mesopotamians? They could have easily done it. I mean, they, they basically the um, Indo Indus people they they built an artificial dock so that these people could easily sail into their dock to trade. I mean, that if they don't have any weapons, then what's to stop anyone from just yeah. coming in? We are hoarder ships and sacking the place because why it wouldn't make sense for them to do that because they've got a system in place where they're getting all their lapis lazuli which obviously doesn't really mean much to those people even though they did use metals they do silver they had a lot of silver and they had traces of gold and they were really good with metals but they didn't really seem to have much worth to them as as in like oh you've got like 10 million bangles I must be richer than you, kind of thing. Yeah, it was again just like, just, like aesthetics my, were. It's hard to explain. No, aesthetics were important. Like judging other people's aesthetics were important. Mm. Like, oh, that's nice. You have a bangle that looks like that because you like bangles that look like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that's lovely. You wear your thing. Like, you think for a place that's like really uniform with all this, the houses the same and everything like that, that they would want everyone to dress the same as well and not have any individuality. But it appears to me that they do have a lot of individuality. <laughs> Again, it is like an idealistic future because even like when they were saying like the <laughs> anything that they found that could indicate like what sort of clothing people were wearing and again like how people decorated their homes and what people were wearing jewellery wise is all so different from person to person. But yeah, everything where they live is so uniform. Again, it just seems like some sort of it seems like it's a a sci-fi story about a perfect future rather than. It does. It sounds like yeah, it would be like yeah, like an actual fiction. Like you wouldn't believe that that was real. Like Star Trek. That's why I keep going back to that. Like that, the concept of having no money, no status. Everyone just does everything that they want to do. Um, there's, it, it's it's just crazy. I just like well, one of the theories about why they declined was that the summer heat got the best of them and a drought became a problem. As um, their agriculture depended on floods for irrigation, like the Egyptians in the Nile, because that's where they live in the valley. The absence of water made the people decide to leave the cities and move towards different areas. Some moved towards the Himalayan foothills for the winter monsoons, but they also stopped. The lack of water was a key factor for the decline of the Indus Valley civilization. And then they said, like what I initially said about that, the Indo-Aryan civilization might also have been a cause for the demise of them as they moved into this region and drove out the people of the Indus Valley, those pesky Aryans. But then... Which I don't really have anything else. Like, where did they go? Because there was so many of them that it's like. But they say there's a lot of. Like some of them settled in the foothills of the Himalayas. It's like, where did everybody else go? I don't know, but they're saying that some of the culture from the Indus Valley still exists today in different forms, like in craftsmanship and things like that. That there are traces of the people still when they dispersed and went around wherever they went. Maybe they try to maybe they try to spread their civilization maybe, around the world. Maybe they're the ancestors doesn't... of all socialists. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyone is a communist or a socialist is an ancestor of the Indus Valley people. It only makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Did you see about the? Look, I've got one here that tells you about all the various inventions that they came up with. Which we've well, mostly covered. I didn't even look at it. To be honest, I just became obsessed with their sculpture gardens and just oh, spent yeah. ages looking at the different sculptures they found. I've not seen... Oh, like sculpture gardens as in like 
what you get now where you go in a forest and there's various sculptures potted about yeah that's why people that didn't like agree with your thing that they didn't actually have a religion because they were like well no they didn't have any temples or churches or anything like that they just had these public access gardens that had huge sculptures in them that people (laughs) then either adopted as gods thousands of years later or people now just assume are gods but it's like well there's not really anything to indicate they were a god it's probably just public art like all those female figurines that you're talking about all the different variations people theorized that they're mother goddesses and i'm like nah i don't think they are i think they're just figurines that people like to put on their shelves yes i think again <laughs> it's just the woman who does the birds with boobs that's her statues. <laughs> there's like the really curvy lady yeah they've all got different styles they invented the ruler i'm, I'm assuming sure. the really curvy lady was uh, sculptured by a uh, male artist because a uh, or to be fair, I'm being homophobic, maybe a lesbian artist. But I'm like, if your if your art is focused that much on somebody's curvaceous arts, and it doesn't really say anything about family structures and anything or what their family life were like. So again, I'm just assuming that they're just like one big village and everyone looked after everyone's kids and maybe they didn't have marriage, maybe they just had like people living. I don't know. <laughs> Because I mean, everyone just imagines though, like you don't have any like family, like the mother, the if father, you don't have any the kids. Governmental body. They don't yeah. have any king or queen or emperor or president Nothing or religious like leader or priest or like how no. could they have marriage? Exactly. Although there was a figure that they called the priest king, that's the closest they found to maybe someone being a leader. But again, they're just they're just surmising that they don't know for sure. They're just assuming. I'm googling it. I didn't yeah. see that when I went to the see this thing. There's a picture of him somewhere. Well, it's a sculpture. Uh, well, they well they invented the ruler during 1500 BCE. They were made out of ivory, and during the unveiling at the Louvre, <coughs> they found a ruler measuring about one. I'm so bad at maths and that one of a sixteenth inch, which is a little less than two millimeters. Uh, it's proved to be about 4,400 years old. The ruler was made at Mohenjo-Daro and it was divided into numerous units correlating to 35.5 millimetres. The correlating units were marked in the decimal subdivision which had an accurate measurement of 0.13 millimetres. The fire-baked bricks were measured with the uniform units using the alloy ruler and the baths and structures had those same size bricks in them. So I guess they were good at math. Uh, what else? Which again is a sign of like an advanced civilization. Now that yeah. I've looked at this, I, you're right. They're just basically they're just like, oh, it's a guy, therefore he was the leader of their society. It's like no, no. Both. By that logic, the leader of their society again was a really big bird with gigantic boots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Just because it's the sculpture that's like the most traditionally masculine, is it automatically the leader of their society? Why isn't the leader of the society a woman with a massive arse or a lady who likes bangles? Like yeah. they've got painted terracotta pots, sketches, paintings made with expertise, stamps, decorated figures of few animals like tigers, buffaloes, elephants, and there was one of a guy where they think they're again they're projecting their modern like what their modern knowledge on this. He looks like he's in a yoga pose because he's got his legs crossed. He's sitting with his legs crossed, and he's got three big buffalo horns coming out of his head. And he's surrounded by animals, and that and that's them saying, oh, but he looks like the the animal lord or of Shiva, 
protector of the animals. They think that that's what he was supposed to represent. And I'm like, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's just a guy that made some hat, a fancy hat out of buffalo horns. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So they've got different cooking methods. Like the um, the foods like wheat, barley, sesame, peas, pulses. Uh, they did have meat as well. Um, maybe yeah, you think nice kind of you, yeah, yeah. Like you would be cooking a really good meal. Hmm. And also for a civilization of five million people, which again in itself is mental for that time. Um, it would be like I don't know. I just it's it just blows my mind that there was that many people there, and they had enough food to feed them all. Because they, they built giant granaries. Because they were socialists. Yeah, they're basically socialists. <laughs> so it wasn't like anyone hoarding it all and saying, right, if you pay this amount, you can get this. No, it was open to everyone. All the wheat, all the foods, whatever. Everyone had enough to eat for five million people. I mean, that's how disgusting is that when you think about today? Yes. Scotland has a population of five million people and there's food banks everywhere and people are starving. Uh, can't feed their kids. Because it's a, or it's ever heat your house or feed your kids or whatever, and you've got to work like a fucking slave to earn shit money. And uh, that civilization. There was an anti slavery, anti money society where everyone was happy and well fed. Yeah, they had lots of running water and nice showers, (laughs) perhaps running. I've looked up why they think the priest king is a priest king, and apparently the idea that he's a priest king came from the fact that the bottom half of the sculpture is missing but they would assume that it was sitting on a chair in a ceremonial like leg, like sort of cross-legged one leg up position. And this is a well-known position that bishops would sit in in the Urdu Parisian Arabic custom. But all of those customs would come after the society ceased to exist. So yeah. again, it's taking something from a modern religion and applying it to an ancient yeah, thing. It's like, exactly. no, why would that? That makes no sense. Also, you can sculpt a man sitting in a chair semi-cross-legged and not have religious connotations. Yeah, like, because you can just now. be a guy who's just chilling out in the sculpture garden and he's yeah. off the off the shoulder outfit. <laughs> he's got a cloak on the left shoulder. And they indicate that the sculpture is that of a priest, but no, I, I doubt. I doubt he is. He's probably just some some man. <laughs> just. I mean, again, weird claim because it's like we don't know. We have no evidence yeah. that they had priests. We assume from this guy's robe that he was probably a priest, though. Like, but why? <laughs> I mean, I, I could go about being robe does to make me a priest. Why would you assume from his robe that he's a priest? Because you can only compare it to other other religions that you know about, because they're so yeah. mysterious. Like, no one knows. Nobody's managed to. It's not like an age, like the hieroglyphics were. If it wasn't for the Rosetta Stone, nobody would know what the fuck the Egyptians were talking about. So how does anyone? How is anyone going to know what the these people, what they spoke like? I love that what? as well that they had like books and seals and engravings yeah. with like obviously their text on it, but because it's so different from any language that exists. Yeah, yeah like you say, you have no nobody has any idea what any of it means or is on about. Yeah, no idea. I'm just trying to say there's so much. They used different sets of stones to measure and weigh the goods. Yeah, they had like perfect weights as well. That's why they were so good at trade. 
because they could measure out exactly what people needed or what it was needed to trade and they didn't need the money for that. I guess it was just all depends on how much they had and how much you could give us back, I think. Farmers used to buy food from the cities and the workers used to make pots and cotton clothes. But I don't think they bought food. I think they just probably exchanged like a sculpture for some grain. <laughs> here, I need so much here. Have this. I think that's what it was. Like, yeah. whatever you need, you can have here. Here's a certain amount of grain that you need for this week. As long as we're all working in harmony and everything runs like clockwork. I think that's how it all works. It's like an actual perfect utopian. I, I'm like, so sad. I'm so sad it's not there anymore. I want it. <laughs> Even though they didn't have trade as such, like it basically is like by definition fair trade, like exactly that. They're like, oh, I have eight tons of grain. Obviously, I only need two cups. (laughs) Everybody else, help yourself. Mind if I have an apple? (laughs) Like, yeah. Like you say, the the things that they exported were things to us that would seem like something a dragon would hoard, but they didn't really care they were happy to just trade it to other people like gold silver colored gemstones lapis lazuli metals and seashells and then the imported goods uh, included minerals from iran and afghanistan lead and copper from india jade from china and cedar trees were floated down the river from kashmir and the himalayas um mesopotamian civilizations were famous for the estuaries that helped them to travel between cities to exchange goods and because of the Indus Valley's advanced architecture, it also advanced methods of transport and technology. Archaeological evidence suggests they used boats and wheeled forms of transport to move around. Their boats it's were small and flat-bottomed. Are. It's basically like, if their boats were small and flat-bottomed, it sounds like the like canal boats, like wide canal boats, like in Amsterdam. Um, it's almost like a hovercraft because it's like small yeah. boats that they could attach wheels to and bring them onto land. Like actually, they could have. Who knows? Uh, their carts had wooden wheels that were pulled by bulls along the Indus plains, and the, the their trading system, the trading system of their civilization, only existed in the areas of Central Asia. I just thought, how the fuck can we not be like them? <laughs> yes. It makes me so sad that something like that disappeared makes me angry like yeah like i wonder what the world would came... been like if they if let's say it was that the rivers dried up and they had that big drought like if that hadn't happened and they just kept expanding and expanding like the world would be amazing yeah exactly um so uh, uh, their script like their writing they've, they've found 400 different symbols identified inscribed in various objects but they don't know what any of them mean the symbols usually appear in strings of three to twenty. Um, they've not been able to translate or interpret them in any way. So how can they possibly know? <laughs> I'd love them to trans translate them because I imagine it would be really wholesome and nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it would just be so lovely. And they've not been able. Um, so that's why we don't know much about what they are. Yeah, I'd like if it was all just like general chat about like nice things about people. Like if they translated it and were like, oh, I wonder if this is a religious text. And it's like, just so everybody knows, Susan's baked some lovely bread today. <laughs> and I don't know if you've noticed, but Linda has some new sandals. And aren't they sweet? Yeah. And Jonathan over there has got a lovely off the shoulder floral cloak and a lovely um, beard and a head piece. And famously, 
is not a priest. Or a priest. Or a king. (laughs) (laughs) Of what he likes to think he is. Nah, Jonathan's sound. He's not going to be a wank. It should actually be, and remember what Jonathan always says, I'm not a priest. Or a king. I really like the look of the so-called priest king as well. He's got... We we kind of got caught off there for some reason. I don't know why. I was talking about the priest king, so I was looking at an image of his sculpture, um, and he's got a lovely, um, he's just got a lovely face. I think I think he'd be quite a handsome guy. He does and look like he'd be hot in real life. Yeah, and he's wearing, he's wearing, is it headpiece he's wearing? Looks like it's got like a little circlet on his forehead, or is that a fancy haircut? I have no idea. And the thing that I was reading about the description of it, it basically said that it was like he has a tidy sweat back hair and or a crown on his head. So <laughs> I no, don't think I don't anyone know. can come to a, an agreement. I mean, I think he's just he's just dressing how he he's just expressing himself. I mean, what's on his cloak? It looks like shamrocks. Don't they? They look like wee shamrocks. Maybe he'd uh, been trading with Ireland. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Favre Ted. Let's call him Favre Ted. Where were we then? So, I mean, I think we've pretty much covered it because there's not really much else I can say about them other than the... The one thing that I I forgot to bring up that the button picture reminded me of, um, Mm -hmm. because that's how much I know about uh, female anatomy, that a button reminded me of uh, vaginas. But did you see (laughs) the whole thing about, like, their lingams and yonis and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I read that. I like that. Yeah. Just that basically, which isn't that much more for us to expand on, but yeah, that most homes had sculptures of either male genitalia, female genitalia, intersex yeah. genitalia, or all of them just like about the house, which I like. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I feel like it's just because they're very liberal and forward again. It's just yeah, like everybody mm-hmm. has genitals, stick them on your wall. Don't be weird yeah. about it. Yeah, and there's terracotta carts for the kids, and yeah, like you say, there's loads of different toys. I just fucking love these people, and I wish they were around somehow. Like they could come back and inspire us all. Yeah, either bring them back, like or again, we should travel back in time to hang with them. Yeah, I mean, they, they're saying they made their money from trading goods, but nobody's found any coins or any kind of like monetary system that they had because they don't have. They don't have a class system at all. No. Which again, which is 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 weird because in India they do. Everywhere else has one. Is there any are there any other places that have class that don't have class systems? Do you know the only people I can think of is and we don't we, again we know fuck all about them is that tribe that nobody's allowed to visit in that island. Remember? Yes. I can't remember, but I know exactly who you mean. <sighs> What are they called? The tribe, uh, uncontacted tribes. Sen, something sen, sen, sentinel, sentinel people. I think that's what they're called. Like nobody knows what their society's like. Yeah, they might be sound to each other. Um, Pilau, or is that not supposed to be very? I've never been to Pilau myself, but I think it's very. Pilau, I don't know. Where's that? Uh, I don't want to say because I'll probably be wrong, so I'm going to Google it while I very slowly say the words that I'm now saying to find out. Sentinelese, that's what they're called. I'm sure Pilau's in Asia, but I might be wrong. And 
That was just telling me how to make pilau rice. So then pilau. <laughs> Yeah, this is really interesting for our listeners right now. <laughs> just mark. Yeah, it was wrong. It's in Oceana. Pilau is an right. archipelago of uh, made up of over 500 islands. It's part of the Micronesia region of the Pacific Ocean. But yeah, I'm sure it's supposed to be like very, like there's hardly any crime. There's, I don't think there's any prisons there either. And everybody, again, there isn't like a hierarchical society like everybody just kind of takes shots about it doing stuff if they want to but it just i just maybe that's where they all went well i don't know because the uncontacted tribes don't have like huge big cities constructed of bricks as far as i know they just live in huts pilau palau sorry i'm saying that wrong that's why palau that's why it told me how about pilau rice palau uh crime statistics since 2017, there have been exactly zero crimes recorded or committed in Palau. Okay. So it seems not the same. And this valley culture definitely seems better than any other cultures I've ever learned about, but seems to have stuff in common. I don't know. What would you prefer, Mark? Would you prefer to live like the Indo Valley people? Well, we know it can be done, but why can't we just like live like them? <laughs> Get along not going war I like not being an option there would you rather yeah or live <laughs> yes, in the Toryland <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah I know. I mean, would you rather live in a perfect society or live in the fairly shit one that we live in at present definitely the perfect one yeah we really need to invent a time machine and, and go back there like if people disappear I would like into a porthole or like a time slip thing I, I would hope that I would end up and the Indo Valley civilization. I feel like if you <laughs> think we'd fit right in. Guy there, yeah, they'd just be like, "Hello, lady from the sky. Would you like Hi. a snatch? <laughs> Would you like a snatch? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like Thank a snatch for this sculpture of a snatch? Yeah, cheers, thanks. Can I use your toilet, please? Yeah, come on in. It flushes. <laughs> Sweet. Have you got a bath? We've got showers. Excellent. I wonder what they wash themselves with if they were so hygienic. Like, did they have soap and bath salts? Yeah. I'd imagine they would have. I mean, they definitely used some sort of uh, sudsiness when the <laughs> shower chops. It's so mysterious. Like, it's it's almost as like it's close to maybe Atlantis, faintly as you can get. Like, you know how they say Atlantis was like a hugely advanced civilization, but nobody actually knows if it was real. I feel like the Indo Valley people are those people. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that is actually what people were talking about. Like you sail mm-hmm. out into the middle of the sea and maybe it's just the story went the wrong way around because the rivers dried up and that's why they had to leave. Maybe it was like mistranslation. Yeah. Instead of everything flooded and brought them into the sea, maybe it was like there was no water anymore. It's a shame. It's like, oh God. I mean, I would probably um, feel like the collapse of civilization would be happening if I couldn't have a bath or a shower. Oh, definitely. I flush my toilet. Fuck that. <laughs> but when? Why didn't they just take their knowledge elsewhere? Like that's what I don't understand. They clearly had boats, so could they not have just like took their people and and travelled? Maybe they did. Maybe they went to China. Maybe they went to other places and sort of spread about and tried to. Maybe they got too diffused and they couldn't quite compete with bigger places. But then India is massive, so is Afghanistan. Like, how big was this, the span of their civilization? It must be massive. Five million people. 
That's a lot for ancient I mean, times. Yes. Is it? <laughs> Where did they all go? Maybe they all went away in a spaceship. Ancient aliens, there you go. Because <laughs> can't, humans can't possibly... I like that you said that, that because I went to say that earlier and stopped myself. Because I was like, <laughs> I genuinely went to say, maybe they all went to space. And I was like, no, they didn't go to space, Mark. But maybe they did all go to space. Maybe they did. <laughs> they decided to think, fuck, this, these, this, um, this world's getting a bit too hostile for us now. I think we better fuck off back to whatever peaceful planet we came from. Maybe the, they were just that. so advanced that they were genuinely like everything's starting to get a bit shit here. So we built this absolutely perfect like working order rocket with cryogenic sleep pods on it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> they were never they were never seen again. <laughs> That's amazing. I've um but I don't really there's not really much else I can say about them other than they seem like really awesome and they should be we should look to them as an example of how to live and yes. build our cities. We it doesn't it doesn't even say anything about schools or education, but again, if you don't know what their their structure yeah. was like, then how do you know? And if they I didn't mean, have like really enclosed like sort of public buildings, then if they did have schools, they would probably have been outdoors in the big gardens and things like that. So Yeah, maybe or they just like I say, like a one big village of five million people all just helping each other out, teaching each other's kids. Again, it's we're trying to compare it to how we live our lives in a, in a sort of Christian dominated society you know the nuclear family 2.4 children all that mom and dad whereas I, I i tend to think in that society when you're saying about the yoni and the whatever what was everyone called solani yoni's the the yoni's, yoni's the bad one lingam's the intersectional <laughs> yeah. one and i can't remember what the penis one was called yeah the, they're all just one people that look after each other and there's no like this is like but then they did have individual homes how many people lived per home like that, that again then you said there's flats bachelor yeah. pad, maybe it didn't really matter is they built houses for everyone to live in i don't imagine there'd be any homeless people unless they chose to live outside well there definitely wasn't because again like if nomadic people again. were part of their society <laughs> one, but then they were just like hi what a house <laughs> come on there was no waiting lists for council houses there. <laughs> what, one like of these penises that Jim sculpted out of rock? <laughs> Whatever you want, come on in. We've got plenty of buttons. <laughs> uh, come and join the orgy in the team bath tonight. We're having <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> Not into orgy, that's cool. Have some Lego. Catch you later. I wonder if they put on plays or they had any like theatrical arts they must have done they it didn't, they, thought, they, like, didn't the they had any fear society was philosophy and art they must yeah. have had these. Oh, just i really want to find out for definite by going back there oh i'm so jealous <laughs> it's made me sad that i can't i can't meet them but i wouldn't be able to understand what they were saying true what that didn't to me when i was like if you fell out the sky they would offer you food that they wouldn't be able to speak to you but no. But it's still be really nice though. They just be like, oh, that's a shame that sky women can't communicate. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, I, would, I don't know. But I mean, would you bring anything? But maybe you can't bring anything with you when you go back in time, you know, like in Terminator, uh, you only ever land wherever you land naked. I don't think you need to bring anything back anyway. They've got everything. They're fine. Yeah, that's true. They've got everything that you need. I'd bring I wouldn't bring it. I've got a little uh, Highland cow 
on the unit in front of me just now, I'd take that and just be like, here you go. Here's another sculpture. I would take my little Grogu doll with me. I think they'd love that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. They'd no idea what it is, but I think because they like strange animals and things like that, they probably love that wee thing with big eyes. <laughs> the meth child made his own little sculpture and painted it, and it's basically like a big fat chicken. I'd maybe take that and be like, you know, you like baby bird women and you like big ass women. We'll meet big ass birds. Oh, describe them um, with child's sculpture. It's a... Uh, Send us a picture. Al- almost a circle. Uh-huh. Was it a drawing? It's got... No. And it's got, like, oh. little wings, and it's sort of yellowy. What's it made from? Clay. Clay? Oh, I'm so proud. <laughs> the other one he made fell into pieces. He was very sad about it, and it was good. It was kind of like a, a snaky oh, creature. I don't worry, he can develop his skills. Like, I would encourage that, get him to make more things out of clay and things. Um, yeah. I love making stuff out love of clay. I'm, I'm a fan of him making stuff out of clay because then I can make stuff out of clay too and I find it very relaxing. I think you should make, and I want you to do this and then post a picture of it to me, Um, one of the booby bird women holding some bread. <laughs> uh, I'm so going to do that. Thank you. The cat just ran over and started chewing me while I was saying that. Oh, we can't do a, pa- a podcast. You're baby bird yeah. women and got overexcited. <laughs> no, no, Mahis. I wonder, do you think they had cats? Well, they had pet tigers, I think. They definitely had pet cats. They found evidence that they had pet uh, domesticated cats as well. Oh, love it. I had a cat sat in my lap earlier today. Smudge was decided to be friendly and sit on my lap and go for a wee sleep, which was nice. That's just the way it is. Anyway, I think that's enough. Um Pick a wee yeah. topic for next week. Yes. Uh, I have rewritten the list, so uh, there are 26 things currently on the list. Um, Let's go with number 26. I've just written down the word dead eyes, and as I was writing out the list, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I need to Google that because I don't know. But the only I thing that I know have to dead do eyes all the time. with dead eyes is, is because I listened to a podcast called Dead Eyes, where Tom Hanks fired a guy from Band of Brothers because he thought he had dead eyes. Why have we got that on the list? I don't know. Dead Maybe you just eyes. said that and I found it so entertaining that I just wrote it on a bit. Because Why don't you write? Okay. It was written on the side of the list. <laughs> How can we turn this into a topic, though? Dead eyes. So Maybe I was trying to tell myself to listen to the podcast Dead I think Eyes. You should definitely listen to the podcast Dead Eyes. It's really good. There's like three seasons. Um, and it does concludes eventually, but I won't spoil it. Uh, okay, well, why don't we that. look at eyes in mythology? I, I, ideal. Ideal. Oh my god, <laughs> get out! <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk about some eyes, whether they be dead, whether they be alive. One, two, three. I don't know how many eyes. Spiders have eight eyes, don't they? I'm just rambling shit. Eight eyes. Um, Asriel, the suggester, has like 50 eyes. More <laughs> eyes than you can shake a dick at. Yeah. <laughs> well, much love to the in- Indu Valley people, whatever you are. If you're out there on whatever planet you are, can you beam me up, please? Because I want to live with you. Yeah, you're great. Bravo. It's better than the avatar. It's like better even than the avatar. <laughs> People, those blue cats.
make him fuck how I feel about Avatar. I don't know. How do you feel about Avatar? Sorry. I was yes. gonna, you, you hate it? I couldn't believe when I, I came out of it and was like, um, <laughs> I was like, that was absolute shite. And then I just couldn't believe how everyone in the world was like, oh my God, it's such an amazing film. I'm like, that was pish. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't have a great experience watching it because some fucking bitch kept kicking the back of my seat and it was really annoying. Nobody was kicking me, but I just thought... Yeah, they're just blue cats. Who cares? I mean, it's it's been done before. I mean, it looked pretty. The bit when they were in the big rainforest, I was like, aye, that's Mm -hmm. lovely. But other than that, like, absolute shite. And I I never thought I would say that about a film with Sigourney Weaver in it. I think it's mostly disabled people that like the film because they like the idea of being able to put themselves into a blue cat and run about forests when they're actually in reality stuck in a wheelchair. I think that's why a lot of people got depressed because it showed you a world that you could never be in. But Like the Indus Valley world, which we could all be in. No, because the Indus Valley... Yeah, but at least in the Indus Valley world, they weren't having, like... it's try to get their own obtainium and blast them, blast their goods away from them or whatever. I don't think that's what happened to them. I think they just went in a spaceship and fucked off. Definitely. Yeah, definitely I do. Or maybe found some sort of portal to another dimension so they could all live in harmony there, wherever that was. I just, I'm so, yeah, I'm more upset about the Indo Valley people than I would be ever about Avatar. And I don't know why he wasted his time like waiting like a decade to produce a sequel that nobody I, I hope it flops I really do I mean James Cameron I feel like it will because surely people will we I don't know it's, mm. it's just pish yeah Avatar's pish goodbye okay, yeah. bye bye